Might go a little longer than a quote-unquote normal uh, daily mass homily this morning. Uh, this morning we have a obligatory memorial for Saint Scholastica. Who was Saint Scholastica? Look up the story. I won't give you the whole thing. Saint Gregory the Great has a wonderful write-up about her in the Liturgy of the Hours this morning, or you could Google it. Saint ben, uh, Benedict was the twin of Saint Scholastica. And it's a neat story about how she didn't, they were visiting once a year. They both lived in monasteries, and they visited each other once a year. He would visit her at her convent, and she didn't want him to leave. They were staying up real late, talking about the Lord, sharing, likely praying. And then he says, okay, I got to go. St. Scholastica says, I don't want you to go. So he, she begged him to stay. He didn't listen to his sister <laughs> and what did he do he prayed and god and then a nasty thunderstorm and lightning storm came uh saint benedict could not leave he ended up staying all night with his sisters but it's a neat story saint gregory the great has has uh, recapped it for us our gospel today the loaves and the fishes what is it that you that we need to bring to jesus god takes care of things when we give them to him jesus will take care of it Whatever it is, he always does, period, whatever it is. We got to give him, we got to bring to him all that we have. Yes, all those negative things, the typical things, the junk and the stresses and anxieties and troubles and turmoils and pains and sufferings. He says to unite with him and walk with him in Matthew chapter 11, yoke ourselves to him. He'll take care of us just like he did for the crowd of people here today. This gives us hope. This gives us encouragement. What about those golden calves in the first reading? What golden calves? More golden calves? Yes. I thought Moses took care of that after Aaron's blunder, the blunder of all blunders. As Fulton Sheen says, I could not resist reading this. Moses replied, go back to the story of Moses and Aaron. Moses comes down the mountain with the tablets. This, Moses replied with Joshua, this is not the clamor of warriors or a clamor of a defeated people. It is the sound of singing that I hear. As he approached the camp, Moses saw the bull calf and the dancing, and he was angry. He flung the tablets down, and they were shattered to pieces at the foot of the mountain. Then he took the calf that they had made and burnt it. He ground it to powder and sprinkled it upon the water and made the Israelites drink it. Then he said to his brother Aaron, the high priest, why did you do this? This shows what happens when there's not strong leadership, Fulton Sheen says. Why did you do this? We can rationalize anything. And here comes the lamest excuse that is recorded in all history. Aaron said, well, I took the gold offerings that were given to me, I put it in the furnace, and it came out a calf. <laughs> Incredible. G would tell it a lot better than I did. I loved him. It came out a calf, and they said this was the God that led them out of Egypt. Love quickly decays. Through the year with Fulton Sheen, inspirational selections for each day of the year. Fulton Sheen, pray for us. St. Scholastica, pray for us. So... What we have here today with Jeroboam is this another ironic incident. Kind of sounds like moronic, doesn't it? What in the world was Jeroboam doing? 
First of all, push the pause button, who was Jeroboam? Jeroboam was the first ruler of the northern kingdom after the schism of the ten tribes. While still a young man, he was placed by King Solomon over the tributes of Ephraim and Manassas. What was Jeroboam doing? He blew it. He blew it just like King Solomon did. He, and who? As his father did. They had everything. What was David doing? What, what was King Saul doing? What was Samson doing? What was Aaron doing? What was Moses doing at the rock? Supposed to speak and command to the rock, he struck it with the rod. What did Noah's son do in the tent? What was Cain doing? What were these guys thinking? What did Eve do? What was she thinking? What about Adam? If anyone knows the movie, The Prince's Bride, he says, the, the man Vicini, the mastermind criminal, speaking to the man of black, he says, you ever hear of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Connor might remember this. Morons. <laughs> what was Jeroboam doing here? From a footnote in an NAB translation of the Bible, Jeroboam feared that continued worship in the single temple in Jerusalem would threaten the political independence of his kingdom. To prevent this, he established sanctuaries with non-Levitical clergy in his own territory. At two of the sanctuaries, he set up golden calves, which the narrator depicts as idols. Thus begins what will later be called the sin of Jeroboam, a theme that will be echoed throughout First and Second Kings in the condemnations of almost every king of the northern kingdom. Well, we too can be moronic or ironic sometimes. Bishop Barron put it brilliantly the other day on Wednesday morning, where we heard that nothing enters from the outside can defile the person, but the things that come from within are what defiles. Bishop Barron said, we Catholics don't hold to a doctrine of total depravity, but we do indeed hold that original sin has worked its way into every nook and cranny of our lives, our minds, our wills, our desires, and our passions, even our very bodies. That's why David, Solomon, Absalom, Aaron, Jeroboam, and all the rest did what they did. Weakness, human weakness, temptation, idols, and sin. So what is the golden calf in our lives? What is the golden calf in your life? What is that thing that we need to tear down and get rid of from our hearts and minds that we may have built up as an idol and even worshipped in our lives? What idol or idols are in my life? That thing or those things that we need to remove from our lives and pulverize and annihilate. We all have idols. Maybe it's sports. Maybe it's fashion, maybe it's our car, maybe it's our beach house, maybe it's our 401k, maybe it's our reputation and how people perceive us. That idolatry, that golden calf, that idol in our life, whatever it is, whatever we think about, whatever we desire greatly, whatever we may want or desire or crave more than God. And we have to ask ourselves, what is it that makes us forget or neglect God? Like our psalm says this morning, Psalm 106, when they built idols, they forget, they forget God. For us, it could be the pursuit of money or pleasure or passions or desires. Where do I spend my time? Where do I spend my money? Am I faithful in my prayer? Am I faithful in my almsgiving? 
If we look at those questions, we may be able to identify the idols in our lives. Then we will be able to realign our hearts to God and keep Jesus Christ at the very center. Amen.